0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's Challenger Brand Question of the Day. Uh, As we are sitting here, uh, I'm Craig Alexander, along with John Gumas from Gumas Advertising in San Francisco, champions of the Challenger Brand. Nice to see everybody again, although really all I can see is John, so I don't get to see all of you. Uh, But we are are recording this uh, in the middle of June, Uh, and so there's still lots of uncertainty going on in the world and lots of questions uh, about how to market brands. And we're, we're hearing lots of things uh, from, from our, uh, our clients and the industry in general about what people are doing. And we've talked a lot about that uh, in the weeks prior to today. Um, but we did get a really interesting question, John, uh, from uh, a fellow, although it may not be a fellow, identified themselves as JP. JB could be anybody, right? So JP and JP, uh, put the, put their title as entrepreneur, uh, which might be as ambiguous as JP, which is kind of curious. And, but I think that opens up the conversation a little bit as to, uh, who JP is and what JP is looking for and, uh, how entrepreneurs, uh, almost by definition are challenger brands.
1: Yeah, that that is uh, no truer words ever said, and it's you know, Craig. We've talked to hundreds of companies over the years, and it's it's uh, incredible, especially how uh, entrepreneurs how how they look at marketing, and it's almost this this uh, um, this ready you know fire aim mentality of let's just move forward. I want to create a website. I want to do some ads. I want to put a billboard over here. And and the reality is right. It, it just ends up not working. And and they a lot of companies wonder. Well, I'm, I'm marketing, but it's just not working. Why? Well, the reason is because you didn't follow a process. And when you follow a process, especially for a challenger brand, it does work. And and so I think what the question that J J P had was, was what's that process look like? And, and so let's, why don't we just talk about it and let take people through what that process looks like and how they, they need to follow it to make sure that their marketing does work.
0: Perfect. That, yeah. And, and as J P asked, he, he wanted to know what the challenger brand five-step marketing process was. Uh, but I think you teed it up so much more meaningfully. Um, so let, let's begin. And what we'll, we'll, just, just so you follow along as we go, the five steps are research, strategy, creative, activation, and then management. And we'll talk about them specifically. Uh, and it's important that we discuss them in this order because, as John described, you start jumping into step three, creative, and start designing imagery and and websites without knowing your strategy and why uh, you're gonna you're gonna find yourself. Uh, uh, wondering where you went wrong, just as John described. So, uh, first step of the five-step challenger brand process: research.
1: Yeah, and let's let's talk about that a little bit. I think before we even start, challenger brands need to understand two things. One, you cannot guess. You cannot guess at anything. If at any point you find yourself saying, "I think this is what my customers need to hear from me," "I think this is the best marketing strategy," "I think the I think part." is so dangerous and can be very expensive so challenge your brand's goals is to get to the point where they say i know this is exactly what my customer needs to hear i know this is what makes me different i know that's when it's going to start to work and and they also have to approach this in a way where they have to have this mentality if we get one shot at this so i better damn be right Okay, one shot, and that's critical because when you look at it, you get one shot at it, it really forces you to go through the process to learn. So let's talk about that first part of research, what, what you do, and there's, there's three components to gathering the right type of research. The first is is your your customers, right? That's the first set. The second is an internally, you know, your, your internal stakeholders, board meetings, key people, owners, who are the people within the company that know it best? And the third part of that stool, if you will, is your competitors. How, what are they doing? How are they positioning themselves? How are they selling themselves? What are they saying? So let's take each one of those real quickly. And, and the first is, is your customers. If you want to talk to your customers, not, not just your best customers, because every company has a tendency to, let me talk to you know, Joe Smith over here because he loves us. He'll, he'll say good things. You have to be prepared to hear everything. So you not only want to talk to your good customers you want to talk to some neutral customers and you want to talk to if possible some former customers so you want to get a three sixty of, of what what those customers look like and I'll, I'll let you talk about the questioning or the, the type of questions Craig maybe we'll do that in the second part um, because it's it's not asking them the questions that you that you feel are obvious but asking them questions that will get you the real truth that you need to know. Okay, so that, you, that your customers, the, the, other, the other process, the other folks you want to talk to is internally, right? You want to talk to everyone individually, and you want to talk to them privately at first, because when we, we do these all the time, and 100% of the time when we interview folks within the company, they almost always have a completely different view from each other. And And in Challenger brand marketing, you cannot move forward until your team is on the same page. So we, we interview internal folks separately, and we also interview them in a, in a group setting, what we call a symposium, where there's really a lot of uh, um, energy and, and that they build off of each other. And the third part, as we talked about, is your your, your, your competitors. You want to do a quick dive into your your your, your most critical and main competitors. Find out what they're saying, find out how they're positioning themselves and find out, you know, what they're saying to your prospect as well. Because look at it from a perspective of when a new potential prospect for you is looking to hire you, they're probably going to research two or three or four, if not more, of your competitors. So you need to know what your competitors are saying to them as well.
0: Perfect. So you've got a three legged stool of research as our step one, right, internal, external, and competitors. Um, <clears throat> once that is complete, and you have a good understanding of what it is that that your customer needs to hear, then the strategy writes itself. Uh, it's it's a part of the business that that I love the most, John. I know you you know that I I love working in the strategy side. I love uh, understanding what it is a customer needs to to hear that's going to drive them to some sort of an action. Um, and I also recognize the value of good research because uh, when the research is right, uh, it does the strate- the strategist's job for them. Uh, it just jumps out of the research you know just what it is you need to say and the strategy is generally language, and we begin with the words it's most important that you get the language first before you start drawing any pictures. Uh, we, we talk to, to clients and prospects all the time about uh, brand names and taglines and logos. And uh, clients will, will will frequently say, I've got this, this great idea for a logo. It's this great image, it's our letters sort of interweaved to look like a snake, eating a, a sandwich, none of that's going to matter. We, we've got to make sure that we get the words right first, and then we'll create the language around that. And in, in our strategic development process, uh, we'll create a, a messaging platform. And it, it frequently involves uh, a, uh, a, a, a basic overarching 30-second, 45-word uh, customer-facing language, often referred to as an elevator pitch, right? Who are you? What do you do? What makes you special? And how you can make a difference for your customer, your community. Uh, all that fits into that nice tight language. Uh, and it's that piece that comes out of the research and it's from that, that serves as the base language from which everything else emanates. Uh, we like to call that our our chicken stock of of, of strategy because you can create a, a little chicken sandwich over here, some soup over there, turns into a nice roast over here. It does everything you need uh, in, in that base elevator pitch. And from and that, yeah, John. I was going to add one thing to that, Craig. It's, it's when, when a lot
1: of organizations do research, they tend to ask the, the obvious questions, which lead to getting the obvious answer. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you tend to take that obvious answer and move forward based on that. And the, it's just like me looking at you, Craig, and saying, so, Craig, what do you think of me?
0: you know answer men.
1: well i get that a lot i thank you um, but you you you're going to tell me what i want to hear okay if i ask you that type of question the, the, the you know the, the basic type of question the loaded question i'm going to get the the answer i want to hear but challenger brands need to be very creative in how they ask the question so they get the truth so they get the real truth and not all folks that you interview are always going to understand how to tell you the truth. So over the years, we've developed a system of questioning that really not only pulls the truth out of out of who you're interviewing, but it, 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 uh, um, it, it supports it after. So you know, when you get the data, when you get the information, you know, it's really truthful, and you know, it's real. And then you can actually base everything you're moving forward on, um, on, on that truth, versus moving forward based on on what, something that is not really uh, unique to your company.
0: Yeah, so continuing on that point a little bit and just so that the, the viewers and listeners uh, know what we're talking about as part of the research, uh, it's really important that we have one-on-one conversations uh, with members of the internal team, customers on the external team, uh, and ask the questions as John described in ways that extracts the emotional opinion of of that uh, interviewee, right? We're not going to spend a lot of time talking about what they think of the product or the service that we are going to spend time on. How do you feel about the product and why and the hows about your experience with the product, with the people and what that does for you, what that does for your organization, what that does for your bottom line. And that's where we're able to really get to the core, get to the truth in a way uh, that, uh, as John described, it's, it's not very direct. Uh, so, yeah, part of that research gets us there. And from that, we, we pull out uh, the language that we talked about. So, once that platform's in place, then we start talking about uh, next steps. Uh, and that's, that's, that takes us really to the third step of our five step process. So, research one, strategy two. Third step is the creative development. So once we have the words, now we start drawing the pictures. And the creative side really is designed to bring the language to life. And it's important that the the creative elements are consistent with what drove us to the strategic development of the messaging platform. So that the the look and feel is also emotional uh, and uh, it's the voice uh, it brings to life the, the look of the voice of, of the brand. So on a creative side, at least the way we manage it, once those words are in place, uh, we create all the elements that could be um, the website design. It could be logos. It could be um, collateral materials, business suite, uh, advertising, right? Print ads, outdoor ads, uh, all those sorts of things, all based on the strategic uh, establishment of the, uh, the messaging platform. Uh, so you have got it all built now, right? You've got the, the messaging and you've got the creative, uh, what do you do next, John? Yeah. So
1: now you're, now you want to bring this in front of as many people as you can. And so how do you do that in a structured way? And th- this is, this is where, um, money comes, comes to play, especially for a challenger brand, because this is where the, the, the big gorilla brands can beat you up because they're outspending you multiple, multiple times to, to one. So what you don't want to do is is go head to head with with um, any any organizations that are outspending you, because in marketing it's it's usually whoever has the most money will win or or certainly generate the greatest return. So what we advise our clients is you want to lead with a thought leadership approach, and um, one of the reasons for that is is what we have been seeing over the last months so or even last few years is consumers, all of us, we're all consumers and we're, we're reaching consumers, whether you're a B2B or B2C, doesn't matter because companies do not do business with companies. People do business with people. Never so, have. Yeah. All of us as, as people, we don't want to be sold to. The moment we're being sold is, is the moment that we feel cheap, the moment that we start losing credibility or trust with, of, the, of, of someone who's selling us. And that's when the, the seller loses credibility. So the strategy, right, the challenger brand strategy is how do you sell in a way the market doesn't realize you're selling? And the best way to do that, in our opinion, is to develop thought leadership strategies where you're positioning yourself as the expert. So the information that you're putting out there is selling without selling. And it's so you do that by educating. So you, so part of the, the, the process that, that Craig just took you through through the strategy is understanding what makes you unique, the niche that you have that's unique. And then you develop thought leadership out of, out of uh, strategies out of that. And the best thought leadership strategies are, are certainly ones that create content that make you look smart, content that is unique, content that's ed, that you educate. Because the value of your content is simply if someone is someone reads that content or listens to that content uh, on a on a podcast or sees it on a video or reads it in a press release, was it worth their time? If that person feels that content was worth their time, then your content really made an impact and you will become, in their mind, a, a start to become a thought leader. Um, but but the last thing I'll tell you about about the fourth step is we are big believers and everything that's done has to be trackable. And measurable. So every tactic you 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 create um, needs to have those two elements to it if you really want to grow. Because with each piece of content, you learn more and more, and you get better and better, and your results grow and grow and grow. So it becomes a very systematic way of of building your business.
0: So the activation becomes a, 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 a an exercise in surrounding that prospect. as as John described, uh, with content that is compelling, uh, that may not be perceived as selling, perhaps educating, learning, and a reason for that prospect to come to you, because we all know how much easier it is to sell a a, a prospect who called you as opposed to you calling them. Uh, So driving them to action is is critical. Uh, So the fifth step is the management of all of this. And John made made the critical point that uh, your, your work needs to be trackable and measurable because if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. We need to make sure that we are seeing how everything is, is acting. Uh, is the marketplace responding to that content positively? Are we seeing more clicks, more downloads? Whatever our call to action might be, might be uh, download the white paper or watch the video or take a virtual tour uh, or contact us simply. Uh, so as long as those metrics uh, are, are lined up and we know what those monthly goals are, uh, the, the, the ongoing management uh, becomes uh, a lot easier uh, when you know what, what you're trying to achieve. Uh, so again, five steps. Research, strategy, creative, activation, management. The secret to challenge a brand success, John.
1: That's right. You know, it works every time. It works every time, and, and um, follow those five steps, and um, you'll, be, uh, um, you'll be very happy you did.
0: That's it for this week's Challenger Brand Question of the Day. Thanks, JP, the entrepreneur who may be anywhere. Uh, we will be back in touch with you soon. Have a great uh, Challenger Brand Week. Bye. Thanks,
1: everyone. Bye-bye.